Hey! Let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon, and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9. Exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood. And a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning. The endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the host, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's peanut butter and jams. Do you like friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends downtown, like 10% off at Bang On T-shirts, Beat Street Records, Studio Records, Community Thrift and Vintage, The Fall Tattooing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Hello and welcome to CITR. Um, this is Peanut Butter and Jams. I'm Jordy. And I am Brenda. Uh, Brenda, did you have a question? Oh yeah, I was thinking about the ad and the words of the song seem to be Tragedy is Always Here, which seemed like a strange backing track for the Friends of CITR program. Um, that's a good point. Was that the Courtney's playing in the background? I'm not sure. Maybe they just were like, these this band is a friend of CITR. You're right. Oh, and they are. And the, the song definitely gave me friendly friend feelings. Yeah, even if it wasn't necessarily friend, friendy friend words. Exactly. Yeah. Just maybe just don't, yeah, you just don't think about it too much. It's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, this is like a real nice jingle. Jingle slash romantic song or friendy song or whatever. And then, and you, then you listen and you're, you're like, Ugh. appalled. And uh, disturbed. What are we going to be um, doing today, Brenda? Well, as per Jordy's suggestion, we have a theme for the show. And the theme is the upcoming Chapel Sound Festival. Yeah, it's a really, really great music festival that's coming up um, May 20th to 22nd. There are passes available now. Um, the style of music um, that is going to be played at it is very distinct. And we're going to be playing lots of it this show. Um and so uh, why don't we just play a song and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Uh, is there one you wanted to hear? Mm, they were all so good. All right. Well, let's play Jade Statues. I think that was actually my favorite. Yeah? Okay. Well, good choice then. Good, go, Jordy. Good job, I'm Jordy. I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Peanut Butter and Jams. And uh, that was uh, uh, the Jade Statues remix of Kuka's song, Honey. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Kuka's Kuka's name correctly. Um, So, yeah. um, Chapel Sound is a very, like, dj sort of festival. How would you describe it, Brenda? Mm -hmm. Electronic DJ sound art yeah yeah it's very like i found it like to be very like down tempo and chill for the most part it was very it's very relaxing you'll get it this is gonna be a very relaxing show mm-hmm. for everybody we really enjoyed listening to all the artists so and and this is not a commercial this is our own curated curated festival yeah profile yeah we we just wanted to because we liked it um, if you are interested in getting tickets, you can um, get them online for $30 as long as you get them before the 20th um, through some complicated app system. Or you can get them in a store for $40 um, at Livestock. Um, there's two locations, one in Chinatown and one on 4th Avenue. I'm fairly certain that all the music will be at Chapel Arts. I'll double check that. And Redgate. And Redgate. Redgate is the other location. Yeah, okay, you're right. Um, but let's hear another song. Let me pick one out. Um, yeah, okay, so this is um, Eli Murrow, and it's called Time Travel Triangle. <laughs> Now, never mind, just a sec. Let me stop something from playing in the background, and then we'll play that song.
that was Hirosh, Hiroshi um, doing a remix of a Frank Ocean song that you may have recognized. We spent half the show talking. Which which Frank Ocean song is that? Mm-hmm. It's We All Try is what we figured out. I'm just talking a bit about DJs and how they're constantly using other people's stuff and how that's a really cool thing, but you don't always know where they're pulling the stuff from. Yeah, it's it's one of the things when you're finding stuff online, you're not always sure. I don't know. I like that song. Um, that's uh, very very mellow and relaxed. And the song before that was Eli Murrow, Time Travel Jungle, off of his album Selma Gundy. Um, these are actually the D, these are all DJs um, for the most part, but they're local DJs like Vancouver-based DJs who will be performing in some capacity at um, Chapel Sound Festival. Um, but there is also a number of workshops. If you are, basically if you're an electronic musician, you could be really interested in these workshops. But also anybody interested in technology and music and art and how they relate. There's some really interesting topics. So Yeah, some of them are more general public focused, like... Um, um, the intersection of music and technology um, workshop sounds like that's like something that's ever could appeal to everyone. But the advanced social media techniques for artists sounds very specific to how to like DJs who want to like you know promote their brand and stuff. Oh, it could be any musician. Yeah, I guess that's true. Any artist or band, and by going slightly outside your genre, you may actually learn a lot. Yeah, that's true. Plus, electronic artists are usually known for being a lot more internet savvy and sharing pieces and definitely spreading their music online. So, yeah, if if you want to see more about this festival, we're talking, we're going to talk about it a lot. But um, you can also check out their website at chapelsound.org. Mm-hmm. They also have workshops on uh, women in electronic music and creative technology and balancing exposure and artistic integrity. So really interesting stuff yeah lots of um lots of interesting things i hope they're as interesting as they sound um and that's all part of the festival it's kind of, that's kind of like stuff you can do during the day um but there's also the music at night let's play a little bit more um why don't we play someone we've played before stefana fratilla well playing at the festival
And welcome back. That was Stefana Fertilla. And that song is called Heartland. It's off of her album Ephemera. Um, we There's actually an intro to it that we played that was 30 seconds long. That's what, So it might sound a little different if you go listening to it on the internets. So something else we wanted to do this show is not just talk about a festival that supported music, but talk about a bunch of festivals that are coming up yeah. that are all about food. There's a lot of food festivals coming up right now. We're not going to go into a huge amount of detail on them all. Um, but we're going to touch on a lot of them because they're all kind of like stuff that we're like, oh, that's a that's a great festival. That's a great festival. How we'll just so we'll just talk about them in in brief. And you can get out your calendars and make little notes and look them up and decide how many you're going to buy tickets for. Or in the case of the one that we're about to talk about, the Vancouver Food Cart Fest, um, you do not need a ticket. It is two fifty at the door, or if free if you are a donated to the food bank or a member of van city um it's uh down near olympic village um there's kind of like a big parking lot do you know where that um it's kind of under the bridge and there's this big fence and there's a gap in the fence yeah do you know where that it was there was that, that like horse circus event happened there like Cirque du Soleil, the horse one. It was yeah. It wasn't Cirque du Soleil. It was something horse themed. Hmm. Um, they, they that's where they were um, in the same location. It's just kind of like um, a big empty parking lot near the police station slash water down there. So you go for a walk and then amble in and get your lunch. Yeah, and it's happening from June twenty eighth to September sixth. So uh, it's happening for every sunday from in between those dates and there are lots and lots of food trucks go- that are going to be there this year uh, we were looking at the list and um there's like blue smoke barbecue there's a bunch of there's a place called the aussie pie guy which I've those had. are good I've, i like those i like that place um there's like via tavera um pizza um Vidges has an express truck there um tocofino uh, mom's grilled cheese, lots of uh, delicious. Oh, yolks! I really like getting yolks food truck stuff. Mm. Um, there's they have. It looks like they have. If you go on their website, which is foodcartfest.com, um, they have about I would say thirty thirty five trucks listed that are going to be there. Um, but if you are but if you go it might not be this exact lineup it might be a little different because it's going to be changing a lot around but i've been there before it's super fun um there's lots of choice you can go with like some friends and everyone goes to whichever food truck they want and it has a good time um there's there's some usually some music playing and ping pong happens there sometimes mm-hmm. there's a giant ping pong area hosted by ping pong clubs michael unger Oh, Mike Unger. I know that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, great. I'll, I'll, if I'm down there, I will go say hi to him. So, the food cart fest. Yeah. Great for a walk on the seawall and some tasty treats. Um, let's do another one. Yeah, June. this is June 28th to September 6th every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about the farmhouse fest. Okay, so this one's not for another month. We're not doing these in, in time order, so uh, so pay attention because some of these things are right around the corner. Uh, but Farmhouse Fest is June 18th at the UBC Farm. And it is a beer festival that is centered mostly around uh, farmhouse-style beers, and a lot of those end up being... I remember. I know there's a lot of sours there as well. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really cool event. Um and it's not super expensive. Really? I thought it was. Well, not for the amount of beer you get. I thought it was $60 a ticket. Let's look this up. So I think farmhouse ales are the ones um, made with open yeast. Uh, sorry, open containers where the yeast uh, formerly in, like, I think this uh, style of beer started in Belgium where they would have them in open vats. And there are lots of apple orchards in Belgium. So the 
the yeast and the pollen from the apples would float into the beer, and that's what made the unique taste. So lots of those end up being sour beers, which is my favorite right now. Um, yeah, and it is $55. Um, plus, you can pay a little extra if you want a designated driver who will drive you home. And yeah, if you want to bring a friend that's a designated driver, I think Oh, yeah, that's what it free. is. So yeah, the designated driver is $10, but they can't... They can't drink the beer, but they do get um, free al- uh, non-alcoholic beverages in the form of soda, juice, and water. Mm-hmm. And um, then the person who's going um, to drink beer can get $55, and you can kind of share that amongst your friends if you have someone who wants to be a designated driver or not. Or you can just take the 99 Or yeah, or you can take the 99 There's... Um, definitely a lot of buses around there you can take the 49 it's not too far from there uh, or even the 25 stops all buses into ubc yeah so um it's a good chance to check out the ubc farm and the ubc farm is actually starting a brewery sometime in the near future so uh good time to check it out i've actually never been to the farm have you i have been to the farm it's really nice um and it's an interesting farm because they kind of mix up what they're growing quite often. So it doesn't always feel like you're going to the same farm. Like It feels a little different just because the fields are a little different and stuff all the time. And when you go, what is your experience there? What do you do? Um, I usually eat apples for Apple Fest. So you go for Apple Fest. But there's also a pumpkin festival that I've been there for once. Um, I don't know if they still do that, but that was like... 10 years ago i think can you go and just check it out yeah you can go and just check it out um it's there i they definitely are just around sometimes and you can go and just pop in and say hi um and there's also it's like certain times that i think they do tours for volunteers or Mm -hmm. like that are done by volunteers it's it's um kind of like in-house citr has volunteers who give tours around to people who are interested in it so does the farm and they also allow people to volunteer to like help out at the farm. Great. So yeah, the um, residences on campus use lots of food from the UBC farm. So great way to check about check out sustainable urban farming. Yeah, farming. and I'm, if you go to their website, which is farmhousefest.com, um, you can see everything that we've told you. Um, this is on June 18th, and you can also see all the beers who or like all the beer companies that are going to be participating there are a lot and a lot of them are really good beer brewers um local really great local brewers who focus on who are like really who are making sours and saisons and like this is their their event to showcase them which is pretty cool mm-hmm. okay let's play some more music yeah let's go back to uh let's play something by me Moo, which is Francesca Bellacourt and you're gonna have to finish that sentence I'm gonna have to finish it one second and I will finish it she'll tell you after you hear the song i 
dedicated to playing psychedelic music from parts of the spectrum rock, pop, electronic, as well as garage and noise rock. Sundays, 5 to 6 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Roller Derby is the epic, full-contact sport with 10 women skating at 30 kilometers an hour and your favorite Terminal City Roller Girls season has started. They've got games on May 7th and 28th and the semis are on June 18th. It's all wrapping up with the finals on July 9th, so come on out for the hits, the points, and the bruises, and cheer on your team. Check out tcrg.ca for times and locations. Brenda was just saying that she has bruises. She is a Terminal City Roller Girl. It's true, and we're sponsoring the season this year, so... Um, we, we meaning CITR, yeah. not, not um, Peanut Butter and James. Right, right. Um... So, yeah, from our last game, I do have some bruises on my arm from my own teammates. Oh. No, that's um, that's important because you brace each other and then you end up with, like, finger marks on your arms. Oh, okay. I thought maybe someone had, like, slammed into you by mistake or something. No, most of that's on purpose, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, if someone came out to one of your games, who would they look for? Uh, Tenacious B. Tenacious B. Mm-hmm. Brenda. Yeah. Um. Not Brenda the Bruiser, as no. Duncan McHugh, DJ Duncan McHugh calls her. Likes to say, yeah, so you should come out and watch a game because it's pretty fun and it's pretty punk rock. Um, Yeah. Brenda's pretty fun and pretty punk rock. Thanks, um, thanks. We, Before we started talking about Roller Girls, um, we were talking about Moo. Who was in Moo, Brenda? Uh, Francesca Bellicourt and Brittany Brand. Yes, and that uh, song that we played um by them was called my hunter my forest and it's off of their ep which is just called two um if you want to check them out at chapel sound fest go check out chapel sound fest mm-hmm. um, we've been playing music from it all day also um but we're going to talk about something else now yeah so there's a couple things happening just around the corner and one of them is the Spot Prawn Festival that is this Sunday, May 15th. This is a real classic BC festival, Vancouver Festival. Um, it is a celebration of spot, BC Spot Prawns, which are some of the best prawns that you can get in the world. And they're really gigantic, and you can only get them in certain times of year. And the, fest, the Spot Prawn Festival happens right in the during the heart of them. Um, so there's lots of different events tied to the festival. Um, there, there's lots of like restaurants that are doing spot prawn themed, um, dishes and nights. So Forage, uh, uh, Chris Whitaker from Forage, Forage is doing the gala, um, which has like this crazy... $200 six-course meal 
um, with l- literally a whole bunch of super well-known uh, Vancouver chefs each doing one dish from it. Um, there's spot prawn-based cooking classes at the Pacific Institute of Culinary Arts. Um, yeah, and the main event is at False Creek Fisherman's Wharf. And it's a huge spot prawn boil. And that is Sunday, May 15th, which is in three days. So you can hang out and go down to the wharf and there will be uh, top chefs doing demonstrations on how to cook them. And you'll get a bunch of prawns and uh, some other snacks. Yeah, there is some free samples of some stuff from some people who are sponsoring the event. Um, R&B and Evolve Cellars, um, Salt Spring Coffee. Though I don't know if I would want coffee at the time. But there's um, a, a $17.50. And you can get a bunch a meal of spot prawns with some delicious sides and drinks and food. Mm-hmm. And it's put on by the Chef's Table Society. And, yeah, and and all the spot prawns are fresh off the boat. So they are. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can go and buy your own and take them home. Have you ever eaten or bought spot prawns, Jordy? I have eaten them. I have bought them at a restaurant, and I have eaten spot prawns that were bought by, like, people I was with. And they, they like, did most of the cooking. They, like, grilled them mm. on the barbecue, and they were absolutely delicious. Um, but I did. I have not bought them myself. Why? Oh, I'm just trying to find out our real experiences of spot prawns. I've definitely eaten a lot of spot prawns and eaten. Most of them have been prepared by other people. Hmm. I had a friend and she was from Alberta, but she lived in BC for a long time. She's like, it's spot prawn season. And usually she has a whole bunch of people over to her house to have spot prawns. Um, So I went to her house once and we went, we walked to Granville Island and bought the prawns off a boat Mm -hmm. and you put them in a bag, but they're alive when you buy them. Wriggling around like bugs. Yeah. And they're big. They're like as, you know, as long as your hand. And then they have these crazy, um, what are they called? Antenna. Like whisker antenna things. And they're long. They're like a foot long. And you have to be careful with your bag because these things will puncture through the bag and then poke people. So you have to be careful that you don't bump into people with your bag because you've got all these like reptilian pokers. They're, they're not actually reptiles. Yes, you're right. But they're <laughs> they're sharp. They're these like sharp antennas that could actually like poke or scratch somebody. Yeah. And then you take them home alive because they're in this bag of water and then you boil them and eat them. Yeah. They're very lobster like in um, in size almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and huge chunks of meat. It's like a shrimp times t- 10, 15. They're big. They're quite, they're bigger, much bigger than most shrimp. Um Apparently, there are types of prawns that are bigger than BC spot prawns, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen them. Do you know why they're seasonal? Um, I just don't think they're... Is it they only made and grow? That's a very or? good question. I, it might just be that this is the time that they're safe to catch, or this is the time when they're actually, they like, are small, and then they get this big right when they... Well, why don't we do a little research? We'll do a little and, research, uh, yeah. Play a song in the meantime and then come back and tell you what we learned. Yeah, this is a song by Potato Head People who are going to be playing at, um, you guessed it, Chapel Sound Fest. Oh, 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 oh,
So we learned a lot about spot prawns during that song. Um, in the three minutes when we haven't minutes. been talking. We're fast, we're fast learners. Um, but uh, so we learned why they limit the spot prawns season. Um, you could catch them all different times of year. They, um, they're around, but uh, they don't because they want to keep the spot prawns uh, sustainably um harvestable so they can we can keep going back and harvesting them again and again um so that's why there's only a a season of six to eight weeks each year which is managed by the bc government of some sort yeah the um i'm reading an article and bc seafood online says that uh whoops sorry a seachoice.org says this is canada's most comprehensive sustainable seafood seafood program Mm -hmm. yeah so um, well managed, most and sustainable fishing program or shrimping program in Canada. And weird fact, um, spot prawns are hermaphrodites, and in the last year of their life, they turn into females. That where all the eggs come from. And the first two years, they're males. Yeah. Anyways, kind of combats our theories about ageism and gender. I don't know that it really applies but <laughs> you think in a <laughs> three-year timeline <laughs> that, that age doesn't matter um not hugely also they're shrimp um they are shrimp uh but it is a really interesting fact in, in my opinion yeah fascinating anyways prawns can get up to nine inches long yeah which is 23 centimeters crazy for those of you who or like me, and think in metric instead of that other system mm-hmm. that we shall not speak the name of. Uh, there was another event that we're going to talk about. Yeah, we wanted to talk about tasting plates. Which is a event hosted in East Village, or mm-hmm. Hastings Sunrise. Mm-hmm. And by a bunch of restaurants down there, and each restaurant serving up some tasting plates so you can get a ticket and then wander around to a whole bunch of restaurants on May 18th. May 18th. It's a Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you just kind of wander around the neighborhood. Yeah, and they're still selling advanced tickets to it, which are $40. And um, after, if you don't, you've got about three days to get those. And if you don't get them, you can get the regular tickets for $55. It looks like lots of these places, like some of them are pubs or restaurants and others are bakeries and meaderies. So you'll get quite a cross-section of local food businesses. Yeah, um, they're all like Hastings Sunrisey businesses. So there's Nona's Table, um, which is uh, in the Waldorf Hotel. There's uh, Windsor Meats. There is Di Ulvia, which I've never been to, but it looks like an Italian olive oil tasting bar. bar. Yeah, Italia Bakery, Cannoli King. This is a real Italian festival, hey? Um, the Brighton Pub. 
Um, and there might be a couple more that are not listed on their website, but I, I'm not confident of that. Um, but it looks like a really good place or a really good festival, especially if you live in Hastings Sunrise or if you love Italian food. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of both of those things. Cannolis, yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a lot of those foods are really complimentary. Yeah. And if you're interested in checking that out, search for Tasting Plates Vancouver. Um, it's run by Vancouver Foodster. So this is their this is an East Village one, and I'm guessing they occasionally do other neighborhoods too. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a kind of focused one right now. But if you check out Vancouver Foodster, they would probably give you information on that, which is at vancouverfoodster.com. Um, more, more, more music. What time is it? We got eight minutes left, so that's time for another song. If we, if I play it fast, um, this is Shonic, and this is a remix. Of a song you might recognize by a very, very famous Canadian.
Um, so that was obviously a Drake song that was remixed by Seanak, who commented, a local Vancouver DJ Seanak, who commented, made this because I felt there aren't enough Drake remixes in the world. Um, he will be playing at Chapel Sound Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps he will play that remix. Double Canadian. D- double Canadian. Did you see Nardwar's 56-minute uh drake interview no i did not it's um really it's the longest nardware interview i've ever seen was it good i didn't i i liked what i watched but i couldn't watch all of it it was too much drake i'm not like that i i like some drake stuff but i'm mm-hmm. not that curious about him but as if you are a drake fan um you should be a nardware fan um if you are just a human because he's great um but just go ch- go check out um Nardwar. Do you remember when Nardwar didn't wasn't the guy who interviewed every rapper, and now he and he used to just be like a guy who interviewed just like every, like all sorts of musicians. Yeah, and now he's it's like hip hop is his thing. Yeah, he's like known in like the hip hop scene as like the guy to like to yeah, do interviews. It used to be Kurt Cobain, and now it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtney he, Love, and yeah, now he's like interviewing DJ Khalid, Drake, Nas. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the hip hop scene, it's it's. It used to be a thing where like he just kind of started doing it, and people were like, he was interviewing them, and they were like, the guys were like, "Oh, this guy's awesome! He's so like excited and like kind of weird," and and uh, they didn't really totally get it. And then like all of a sudden, now they have all like seen like a lot of them have seen like Nardwar interviews and they're like oh I'm, I'm like make like especially in like younger hip-hop artists they're like oh I made it Nardwar's interviewing me <laughs> yeah <laughs> super weird um anyhow sorry you wanted to talk about one more food thing before we finish up and I wanted to talk about Nardwar so I, that's <laughs> no that's okay um it was amazing being at North uh, South by Southwest and like that guy couldn't walk down the street it was Oh, people were super stoked to see Nardwar. Just like every 30 seconds, people were like talking to him or like jumping in front, taking like a selfie and running away just constantly, constantly. That's so cool. I'm so I'm so glad that Nardwar has like kind of like come into his own. Like I, I remember he, he was always a little famous, but now he I feel like Nardwar is like actually kind of famous. It's like really active. I think he was always really famous. I guess but he was I on think much there's music. something amazing about people who's who can evolve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who kind of like Madonna Ray, who like keeps staying relevant with society. It's not like yeah. they have their wave of thing and then and then they they can't find the next step. Right. And so yeah. I think there's something marvelous about that. And uh, Nardwar, if you are listening right now, I'm sorry I'm nerding out so hard about being a fan <laughs> of yours. <laughs> there you go. We're in your we're in your camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we wanted to mention something else that's. Uh, Really exciting for all of those people who like going out at night in the dark. Uh, go to this magical land of food and bright lights um, called the Night Market. Yeah, there's all sorts of night markets happening this year. There's four now. I had no idea. I thought there were two. Yeah. There's um, four. There's the Richmond one, which is the classic night market. Um, it has gone through multiple names and iterations. It was for a brief period of time called Magical Duck Island. Um, what? Yeah, it's just <laughs> a really big um, 